Welcome to Medicare Advantage for Health Plans podcast. Insider insights and perspectives to increase profitability and impact the health of the members you serve. This program is sponsored by AdvantaSure, services and technology solutions for government-sponsored health plans. This is Episode 5, Improved Caps with Existing Data and New Perspectives. We're here today with Amy Weiser, Managing Director of CAPS Performance. Amy has over 20 years of experience in health plans, facility, and practice management. She's held leadership roles for STAR and HEDIS initiatives, operations, member and provider engagement, medical management for care management, and utilization departments, and is responsible for starting a new quality and patient experience department for a large physician network. It's great to have you on the show today, Amy. Thanks. I've been looking forward to it. To get started, tell us a little bit about CAPS. Great. So with CAPS, health plans actually have to contract with a CMS-approved vendor, and the vendor ends up sending the survey out to members. CMS has a whole list of approved vendors on their website. So the health plan contracts with one of those vendors to send their survey out. And the reason they do that is because they want the survey to be confidential. The health plan doesn't know who received the survey, so they don't know who responded to it. In this way, members can feel comfortable knowing their answers are confidential. And what happens from a timing standpoint is odd. When you look at STARS, you're looking at it in measure years. So, for example, for measure year 2021, the CAP survey will go out in 2022, between March and June. A letter goes out to the members asking them to participate in the survey, followed by reminder letters and phone calls if the survey doesn't get returned. Then results for the CAP survey typically are received between July and August. It's no set date. Those survey results that were sent in 2022 for CAPS affect the measure year for the STAR performance for 2021. So the measure year 21 official results for STARS are given to the health plan around September. Now, the problem for health plans is that you're getting your results with only a quarter left in the year. It makes it really difficult to implement any improvements for that year. So some big health plans will send out mock CAP surveys so they can gain a perspective on what actions they can take to improve performance in the interim. That's really interesting. So what are you seeing that's going to be new in CAPS in the next few years? Well, it's interesting because COVID put a wrench in everything, you know. Um, There were a lot of disaster policy components that were getting lumped into STARS that everyone was counting on. And then CMS provided an update um, that they're not applying that disaster logic to that measure year 21. So from a business perspective, though, COVID provided an opportunity for health plans to interact with their members through extra phone calls. Um, A lot of health plans sent care packages like branded masks, hand sanitizers, those kinds of things. Doesn't sound like a big deal, but the plans that did this seem to do well on their CAP scores. The initiatives that the plans use during this time can be used as lessons learned for continual connections with members, whether or not a disaster situation exists. The other thing that's new in CAPS is the weight of the survey. So in 2020, CMS increased the importance of CAPS, and then they increased it again in 2021 to 32% of the overall star rating. So to give you some perspective, back in 2014, 
it was weighted at 8%. It's a big shift, especially since CAPS is so elusive. CAP scoring is complex. You know, two health plans the same size can do the same thing and get different results. Why do you think this is? Yeah, that's the case. Um, It's because every member experience is unique. There's no one way to approach every single member population. There's variables that every health plan needs to factor into that strategic approach for CAPS. CAPS is like an octopus with tentacles, you know, picture it going out into everything. There's so many nuances to it. And you have to take the time to look at the different pieces and have multiple departments looking at it. Even, for example, your agents can affect caps in the way benefits are communicated. The worst thing is you've got a new member, they come on board, they thought their PCP was in the network. And guess what? They aren't. They don't leave the plan. They stay, but when it comes time for that CAP survey, they're asked about the plan. They say it's horrible because I had to switch PCPs. And now they only go see that PCP twice a year because they don't have that history or connection. And we all know that's going to affect more than just your CAP score. So it's important you have to educate your agents, make sure they understand your plan benefits, provide them with the support materials they need to communicate your benefits, set up regular review meetings with the sales team. What are they seeing during annual enrollment period? Then educate your providers on your benefits so their interactions with members is positive. Are you making it easy for the providers to get a hold of the plan? Is the process for appealing a denial easy? How can they request a non-covered benefit for a member? So their cohesion across partners and the kinds of materials that go out, providers, case management, customer service, are they all operating through a well-thought-out and integrated communication plan? Look at the overall member communication process. Who's communicating with the member and when? The whole process needs to be managed with an interdisciplinary approach so there's no duplicative efforts. You want to make sure the timelines across departments are aligned. You do not want multiple departments sending the same type of communication. Every single thing that's printed on paper and on websites or even emailed matters in member experience. That's why it's so important to keep the marketing team connected with the STARS team to make sure messages are aligned across every department, partners, and accounts for all phases of that member journey. That targeted member journey is so important. You're seeing that in every facet of life these days. So it makes sense that healthcare is no different. Another area of member experience that's really influential is the impact your providers have on your members. That's another hot topic in CAPS right now. You know, how do health plans establish true partnerships with providers so that providers are engaging and communicating with members? Yeah, that's true. A lot of people forget that health plans are surveyed not just on their own interactions with members, but also the provider network's interactions. All member touch points are a reflection of the health plan. That's a great point. So what are some ways health plans are establishing these provider partnerships and getting providers on board as co-creators of the member experience? 
it's important first to, to approach those providers from a what's in it for you standpoint. Instead of making the partnership about the health plan star ratings, help your providers create stronger relationships with their patients. When patients feel more comfortable with their providers and they feel like they're being heard, these patients are more likely to listen to the providers and those patients are more likely to follow through with their plan of care. Focus on supporting and educating your providers from a clinical perspective. Help them strengthen the clinician-patient relationship. A strong clinician-patient relationship is going to provide the member with a positive perception of their health care, and that reflects the health plan too. There are also incentive models that enhance the provider plan partnership. These incentives provide additional revenue streams for providers, usually a per member per month kind of structure. The incentives help cover additional costs incurred because it does cost more to execute these member engagement activities, provide staff training on how to do it. You know, it, it costs more to do follow-up calls with members. It's all about the human element of things. Beyond checking the box that the lab's been done, it's calling and talking to the member about it. Another way to reinforce that provider plan relationship is to offer co-branded patient education materials. The member sees this collaboration and it gives them a sense that the provider and the plan are a true team. They're working on behalf of the member. Some other plans will offer chronic high-risk case management assistance to practices. It's called patient-centered medical home. Other plans are offering technology to support the providers with closing gaps with their already existing EMRs. There's case management technology that provides streamlined workflows. It can make the provider's day easier and all parties can see what's going on with a member. At the end of the day, all of these things are ways to shore up the provider plan partnership by saying, we care about you and we are here to help. That goodwill extends all the way to the patient or member level of care. It ties in all together, CAPS and HEDIS gap closure, case management, the health plan call center, benefit communications, marketing, you know, anything and everything and anyone who could potentially interact with a member has the ability to affect that whole member patient experience. And plans have to make it clear and easy for providers to request a review or appeal process. You don't want the providers complaining about the health plan to members. You know, I wanted to order XYZ for you, but your health plan denied it. They're so hard to work with. We've sent so many messages. And there the patient is sitting in front of their provider hearing this negative review about their health plan. Members look up to their provider. So they think, if my provider can't trust my health plan, how can I trust my health plan? So making sure processes are smooth for the provider matters a lot. The more health plans integrate technology into their provider's workflows with closing gaps, providing care management technology to get everyone talking the same language, the better it is for everyone. But it's really up to the health plan to lead that process. I love that idea of creating a healthcare ecosystem, so to speak, where everyone is aligned and working together. 
The system got so disconnected for a while, and it's really exciting to see that movement towards a holistic model. And I think a lot of it is driven by technology and data. And in respect to data and analytics, where do you see CAP's opportunities for health plans in the coming years? Yeah, one area of opportunity I see is that a lot of health plans overlook is taking that step back and looking at the data that's right in front of them with a new perspective. For example, look at the plan's complaints to Medicare. I mean, if you look at it from a quality perspective, don't look at it from the angle of whether it was an accurate, appropriate denial or not. Look at it with curiosity. Is there an underlying issue that's coming through for the CTM? And then cross-reference it with what's getting appealed, what's getting denied. If something was denied and it's appealed and then the appeal isn't upheld and it's overturned and that care is still given, wait a minute. Are we seeing the same trend? Are we denying the same things that are ending up in appeals and we're still paying for it? Is this the repeated issue that's causing abrasion for our members? Plans have to evaluate their CTMs and appeals and grievances from a member experience perspective. A lot of times, it's more expensive to have an abrasive member experience. Then, evaluate your call center data. Are there repeat callers? Why are members calling back multiple times? What's not getting resolved? Is there an issue with the customer service team not understanding a benefit? Do the customer service reps need more training? Dig into what's going on. And one way to do this is through call calibrations. This means pulling the recordings from calls and listen to the actual call. Is there an issue with a call? Then circle back. This can be very insightful. You know, one time I was on a call with this great customer service rep high performer, but we discovered that, oh my, for some reason, the provider was listed as out of network, but it wasn't true. The problem was that the listing was incorrect. The take home is that there's a lot of data plans already have at their fingertips and they don't even know it. And then there's predictive analytics. It's a new area of opportunity for plans to get proactive glimpses inside of their member population. Plans can take their CAPS results from the previous year, use the low-scoring areas to point towards areas of focus. Then you can take that area and dig into the data with questions that get to the root of what happened. You know, you might ask what type of, type of members are more likely to report dissatisfaction. It's this type of segmentation that can provide insights as you drill down and quantify patterns of behavior. This is, it's a really exciting area of opportunity, you know, taking the data, making sense of it, and making actionable changes that improve the quality of care. You know, that's what it's all about, quality of care. And at the end of the day, it's important to remember that. Amy, thank you so much for joining today. I know our listeners had some big takeaways from our conversation. If you're listening, don't forget to rate the show and share the episode with your colleagues. We'll catch you next time. This program was brought to you by Advantisure. From health management, member engagement, billing and claims, to risk adjustment and quality. Advantisure has a full suite of services and technology solutions for government-sponsored health plans.